Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. You have offended this podcast and you have offended the entire movie making community. And welcome to part two of the podcast. We're going to pick up here where we left off yesterday. If you'd like to become a patron and get all of our episodes in full on Sunday night, you can go to patreon.com slash you have offended this podcast. Support at any level there. We have levels that start at just $5 a month. We'll get you all of our full episodes without this pitch to the patrons on Sunday night in full. Remember, you can also go to offendedpodcast.com. You can go there, buy some merch. That'll give you something cool, and it'll also give us a little something to keep the lights on over here at You Have Offended This Podcast main headquarters. Check us out on our social media. At Twitter, we are at YHOTP. On Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube, you can just search You Have Offended This Podcast, and you'll find us there. You can interact with us there. We'll answer your questions. You can give us movies that you'd like to see, favorite scenes, favorite actors, actresses, anything like that. We'd love to hear from you. So check those things out. Please become a patron. If you can't do that, give us a rating. Give us a review on iTunes or Stitcher or wherever you download your podcasts. That's a huge help. Or at the very least, if you could just tell a few friends about us, that would be awesome too. Thanks very much and enjoy part two of the podcast. Any of them could have done it with the fucking butt end of the sigh. Like, slowly pushed it <laughs> <Right>. in. <laughs> this is really soft. Quiet! <laughs> Quiet. <laughs> so then we get a cut here to Chuck being the uh, rescuer of the damsel in distress. He seems pretty uh, over the fact that the girl he was with the other night got murdered. Well. But this girl, you know, this highfalutin chick and her jag here is uh, hanging off the side of a cliff and he comes and rescues her. Yeah, she's got this jag, and she's got a fur coat, and she's obviously, like, very well-to-do, and she happens to be stranded, and then uh, she uses Chuck's Oldsmobile to push out her Jaguar. And, and she uh, does a little gives... fucking donut to do it. <laughs> she does, she does. It made me think, it made me think of New York Ninja when Rattail pulled into the fucking <laughs> yeah. parking, the parking lot, lot and did and did the unnecessary fucking gravel donuts. <laughs> I'm just like, like I'm just like hey. this bitch is crazy. She's doing the old rat tail. I'm not wearing a fur coat, bitch. Why don't you ease up on my Oldsmobile? So she uh she ends up stealing Chuck's keys and yes. says something to the effect of, Hey, why don't you come by my place for a drink sometime? Fucks off and basically leaves Chuck stranded with his Oldsmobile and his very cool brown suede bomber jacket which i really want this jacket dude it's pretty like, it's dope. so it's so nice like i i like that jacket better than her fur coat i'll tell oh, you that by a lot I'll tell you that for free we get a weird little cut back to the terrorist camp here with this ninja doing nunchucks in a way that i could literally do right now i don't know what the purpose of that scene other than these are these are nunchucks look look at yeah. them because <laughs> he think- doesn't do anything I think that that's some of the um, some of the issues with the film. Like he's just doing regular nunchucks, and he's wearing the ninja mask, but he's got the little he's got like little eye holes cut out, like like the KKK. Like it's yeah. not like the full ninja. And he's doing these nunchuck moves, and there's two like cantaloupes or honeydew melons from the previous <laughs> demonstration still <laughs> laying in the sand as his, at his feet. So I think one of the problems with the film is whenever they're showing the training at the camp, like nothing's really impressive. And, you know, we're being honest about the film. I think that that's one of the issues 
that there's nothing really cool where they where they're cutting to the camp where they're being trained to be the elite special forces mercenary ninjas yeah they're basically doing the same shit you would see at the mall outside the food court when those taekwondo guys would show up and do the demos you'd be just sitting there eating your a&w onion rings and just you know watching these guys and you know they're playing whatever uh two unlimited you know or whatever <laughs> while they're while they're doing fucking kicks and you're like oh that's pretty fucking good listen you're to dipping PM your dawn. onion ring into your fucking yeah little pm dawn as you're dunking your onion rings in your ketchup yeah, yeah that, 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 that's, that's pretty good that's basically the level of enthusiasm i have watching these mercenaries train well i mean realistically there's three martial artists in this movie right there's chuck norris there's uh, tadashi yamashita and there's richard norton yeah. Those are the three, and Chuck and Richard have a really good fight at the end, and Tadashi and Chuck have a bit of a scrap at the end. All the other fights, you know, they're stuntmen, so they're doing stunty shit. And it's good, Yeah, but it's not impressive martial arts-wise. You know, it's not like when you get a Jackie Chan stunt team where they're all martial artists and they're all gymnasts and Chinese acrobats and shit. Like, that kind of stuff blows your head apart of what they're willing to do. These guys are yeah. willing to do a lot, they just... It's just basic stuff. But you take a... For for stunt people. You take another film like Code of Silence that's not... Like, his character is not necessarily about the martial art. Like, they show him doing kickboxing and hitting the bag and stuff like that. But he's a cop. And he's doing undercover things. And, you know, he's got the Craggy and all these things that are going yeah. on in the film. You don't expect it. But this is a ninja. Like, this is a ninja film. And, again, it's the first ninja film to my knowledge... In, in the West, it was the first ninja film that I've seen. This is where I learned about ninjas. Um, yeah. But it just doesn't quite... Like, 11-year-old me thought this was goddamn really cool. Um, yeah. But after years of watching ninja films, it's it's just a little it's a little lackluster. Yeah. And st- some of the stuff now doesn't hold for me because, like, the, the next scene here where AJ gets pulled aside by this... He tries to pull pull one of these guys aside... And talk to him and he runs into the warehouse and the guy pulls the knife. Like he's hiding from AJ. AJ's trying to find yeah. the guy and he, he flicks the switchblade out. And then this dude comes up behind the bad guy and puts the garrote around his neck. And when he well, puts I the rope around a, his... It's just yeah, a rope. Just yeah, a rope. Yeah, puts it around his neck. And, and, but he pulls it and the guy starts to go, ah! Yeah, ah! Yeah. And I'm like, he's dude, screaming. if you're being choked, you can't yeah. yell. You can't like, scream. Yeah. You're not yet. Yeah. You've never been choked. Like, yeah, if you're being exactly. choked. You fucking cannot yell. Yeah, you you don't yell at all. <laughs> like at all, oh, your windpipe's crushed, so you can't yell. Yeah. Like, like we were playing football once down on Goresbrook Field, and uh, somebody like slammed into Greg DeRoss's uh, side, and he's on the ground going, "Oh, my ribs! My ribs are broken!" And I was like, "That motherfucker's ribs are not broken. Because, they are not you know, broken. <laughs> like, he is screaming my ribs." <laughs> Like, and I'm going to tell you right now, like I fucking bruised my ribs a couple of times and you're just like, yep. uh, 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 you stop breathing like, as oh, much as you can immediately. Fucking, oh, my fucking ribs are broke. I'm like, yeah, that motherfucker is fine. He's <laughs> like, okay. He is okay. <laughs> Everyone just, everyone's running over and I'm like, nah, just leave him. He'll be, he'll be fine. He'll be all right. Give him some water. Sprinkle some water on him. <laughs> yeah. So we get the chase here now between the, uh, the Rolls Royce and the Trans Am. We get, uh. Apu Nahasapima Pedalons Trans Am here. It actually and, looks uh, like an old fucking red Firebird. It's it does. You know yeah, the I think car- it is. The, 
the driving is fucking good. Like it's it is good. it's not like super 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 great, but like it's real. That's a, yeah. I really appreciated it. They're driving around like real roads. The fucking Trans Am does a little off-roading and does almost like a little pit maneuver. Like yep. it's uh it's good. Hats off. Like really you know good job h- here. You know what's hilarious is they wanted the director uh Eric Carson wanted to save the film some money. That white Jaguar is his new white Jaguar. Really? And he let them use it for the film, and he was like, everything was good. It was wet. I wasn't super comfortable, but the stunt drivers were tear-assing around. And he said everything was fine until the, the Firebird cut off the Jag. And yeah. he said, I heard that sickening kick <laughs> where the yeah. fucking the Jag hit the, the Firebird. And he was like, fuck, that's my new car. Yeah. My new Jag. <laughs> God I'm making damn this it. movie to pay for that fucking car. <laughs> So they crashed it's, his new Jag, and they kept is, it in the movie. Well, that's good, because like I said, yeah. it looks very realistic. It looks like fucking guys tear-assing around in Which I like, cars yeah. on a fucking country road. So hats off. And the next scene where Chuck and Fur Coat Lady go off in Golden Hour and have a conversation, that's actually shot and lit really, really well. Like, And it's, and, yeah, that was totally, uh, the director said, that was the, the lighting... The clouds, everything was just perfect in that scene. He said that's a really, really good scene with How respect to lighting that? and framing. Like, I, did you did you know that I was going to say that? Because I'm just like, man, the lighting and the lighting and framing in in this conversation is badass. Like it's really, really good. Yeah, I watched a little documentary making of for the podcast, oh, and man, the the director Eric Carson said like that particular scene where they stopped and overlooked Los Angeles. He said that the lighting was just perfect and they got out, filmed the scene, and he said the clouds, everything, the city, it just looked perfect and the lighting was amazing. So the cinematographer did a great job recognizing that. They did a wonderful job of, of framing and filming that. That whole scene looks fantastic. Yeah, it, it looks, it really looks like a like a high budget film. And I just wanted to bring some attention to that because it looked, it looked good. It's the best there's no action, but it's the best cinematography in the uh, film, in my in opinion. In the whole movie. No, I totally yeah. agree with that. That's one of the, the best two or three shots of the movie right there. Uh, we cut back to the camp here, and Kayo kicks the fuck out of one of these guys. Kicks the fuck out of, meaning like a punch to the stomach and then a couple back fists and a back kick. Dude, the Which... fucking background actors in this are fucking horrible, and it's great. <laughs> like, it's awesome, eh? <laughs> like, they're at fucking terrorist camp, and they come in and wake them all up, and like... They're basically yawning and stretching and wiping the sleep out of their eye and just like, <laughs> like, you know, rubbing their knuckle into their fucking eye, like yeah. fake yawning. It's fucking great. You, you know, these guys are. are it should be like hell week for the Navy SEALs, but. Yeah, exactly. They're just like, mm, oh, God, I just got I just got woken up and, and they're just beating the ass jostled off from my evening guy. slumber. Yeah. You imagine just you fucking sitting there doing your hell week and you know the fucking room bursts in a couple of ninjas come in just start beating somebody's ass like right in front of you like you're not gonna be you're not gonna be like oh what's going on dude like, oh, like is this yeah. part of the day's training officer yeah. oh is this, god what's happening what's happening what is it? what are you doing Chow to time at 0700 what's going on there's a fucking character in this movie named Tibor, which reminded me of the fucking Simpsons, and I started laughing my ass off. <laughs> Tibor. <laughs> I forgot about that kid. Yeah, there's a character named Tibor. I'm like, go get Tibor, and I'm like... <laughs> then we cut to the uh, 
well, we get a, uh, there's a lot of like little intercut scenes here. It's weird. Cause like guys break into this. It looks like a fucking horse barn. Yeah. But Chuck sees the, the firebird. Yeah. And then right away we're in the fancy pants fur coat lady's house having a scotch. Although Chuck doesn't drink. I don't know how Chuck tracked, like, he's Chuck. He just fucking sensed it, I guess. I can't remember if there was, like, a clue where he just thought about about it. it. You know what's amazing? When he's doing the the ninja talk at the beginning, he's just like, Ninjas, wait, but they're all extinct. (laughs) And then there's, like, this dramatic pause, and then he's like, Nobody knows about them but me. And then there's another (laughs) fucking long pause, and he goes, and Sakura. Like, like he just kind of tacks on. He just kind of tacks on the and Sakura. Oh, and Sakura. Like, he's he's putting, like, little footnotes in his own inner monologue. Um, yeah. Which like, I you can go fun- back and read was, them later. Yeah, like, I was cracking up. Yeah, like, yeah. And Sakura. <laughs> so, yeah, we get a, a drawn-out scene here with Chuck and, and Fur Coat Lady. I like Chuck's... Chuck dresses really well. Like, you know, he's... Oh. Yeah. He's going over to have maybe like a date or a friendly nightcap, but he's wearing a like a suit and a shirt and a tie. His hair he looks is dope. like he does look dope. Like the wardrobe in this again, it goes back to the seventies. Like there were I remember the seventies, you remember the seventies, and and you know, we watched reruns of all the television programs, but in this time, like men were a little bit more they were they were a lot more ballsy, but also they were they were also gentlemanly. Do you know? Like, yeah, yeah. Like we we had gotten just just past the you have to wear a fancy hat stage. Like yes. nobody wears a fedora anymore, but people still yes. wear a suit suit and a hard shoe. Know what I mean? Yeah, you'd wear a suit and a hard shoe, and if you took a woman out, you know, you opened the door for her. That was like of the car, like that was expected. Like if you didn't open the car door, it's like, this guy is fucking trash. You know what I mean? And you know, so he's very, uh, he's very fucking cool in this. And I, I actually, I, I I like how he maneuvers himself throughout this film. It's, uh, it's pretty awesome. But now now he walks out and he's got the, the more inner monologue of like, this is not right. Justine is lying. I don't like her. She's a meanie pants. Like, she's lying, <laughs> and I think she's kind of a bitch. Like I think she's know? kind of a bitch. Yeah. <laughs> we need to make up his own inner monologue. But that set, <laughs> like that that house that she lives in, is crazy, man. It's a big ass L.A. mansion. It is a big ass mansion. It's a huge ass house. It's nice. Like the locations that they got for this are good all the way up to the the sets that they built for the octagon and the train and the training camp they're good man i I actually thought that the set for the octagon training camp i i thought that was pretty well done like it was you know it's not anything super ass elaborate but at the same time you know you're running a terrorist school like you know you're not going to be in a classroom i thought yeah i thought it looked uh good i think that overall there's a lot of things in this film that are that are really solid it's just i find it a little bit draggy and i don't know if it quite plays on chuck norris's strengths like we talked a little bit about chuck is not an actor that has a great deal of range so when he stays in his lane he's amazing like when he's just walking around cold dropping his one-liners 
popping around the corner saying something smart ass and shooting some people like in invasion usa those guys had uh, set up a bomb and they yes. had the detonators yeah, yeah. and they were about to blow it up and they're like hey they hit the detonator button and and nothing's happening and then all of a sudden yep. they look behind them and standing up two stories behind them on the roof is Chuck Norris. And he's like, it didn't work, eh? And he tosses the <laughs> bomb down on top of them. And then he just says, now it will. And he blows them up. Like, like it's just, it's just him. Just, just, he's not like, he's not like, take that motherfucker. He's not like doing this crazy thing. He just, he drops these lines that are just so cool and badass. And I think when a writer knows that about, the actor that he's writing for, I think it just yes. makes it really, really good if they if they write for Chuck and and leave him in that little lane. It makes it better, dude. Like, you know, he's not a guy that. I mean, I, I don't want to say he didn't evolve as an actor because he did. Like when he got to like Walker, Texas Ranger and stuff, and he was doing okay then, and he had lines and plots and storylines he had to carry and stuff. But this yeah. is still pretty early, and you know, he's in that Ivan Drago, like just make him look tough and give him a line or two here and there, and he's awesome. Yeah. Right? Oh, he's yeah, he's one of my he's one of my favorite to watch because going back to when he was doing full contact karate and it was yeah. guys like him, Benny Urquidez, Joe Lewis, Bill Wallace, all of those guys who were you know, let's face it, that's a that was a fucking tough I know everything's mixed martial arts now, but that was tough. Like that was full contact fucking karate. And Joe Lewis would say, Oh yeah, they used to give you like two warnings. So as soon as they said, go, I would punch the guy in the fucking face as hard as I could break his nose or break his teeth. Uh, just so, uh, you know, I get my warning, but you know, then the guy would have to try to fight with a broken nose or a smashed fucking orbital. Smashed fucking face. Right. Yeah. Just like, tough tough guys and i think that out of those four guys chuck chuck is the one that i think had the the best charisma uh for the screen and yeah he plays he plays that cold good guy so well like very clint eastwood clint eastwood is obviously a far more talented actor yeah but uh he kind of plays that that character really really well so the less lines you can give them and the more badass stuff you can get them to do the better your film's gonna be for sure we get the cut to the terrorist camp here where uh the frenchman and the girl are using the uh shinai to bat each other back and forth and they're doing a none of these guys are doing a good job like you know they're just tapping each other like very lightly back and forth yeah with the shinai it's kind of funny it is not it is not good it's like no it's like the extras from enter the dragon like you're watching yes. and you're like what the fuck kind of camp that's what is it looks like yeah. yeah but the two uh sakura and gerald okamura and uh the other guy his second in command there they point and be like, tell him to do it right or whatever. So Okamura goes over and does the, this is a kill and this is a kill and this cripples. And then he basically says, what the fuck is this? Like <laughs> this little tippity tap bullshit you were doing over here. And the Frenchman's like, well, fuck off. Like, uh, why don't you suck my dick? Huh? How about that? Yeah. And Gerald Okamura drops him and hits him in the face. And the Frenchman tries to leave. And uh, Kayo comes out here and spins and throws a ninja star and hits him in the back of the neck and kills his ass. Yeah. And listen. Gerald Okamura did a great job at taking the bow staff and basically trying to sweep the leg. But that yep. Frenchman, that French, that sounds so... That's he did it. not that sell French, it. That Frenchman did not sell it. And I don't know, is Frenchman like a 
derogatory term because it just sounded like that Frenchman. I don't think so. Um, but anyway, he just he just no sells it. Like it hits him in the leg, and there's like a one like a full second before he actually falls. And that really that really <laughs> needed that really needed a retake, man. That really Sorry. needed a retake. That just that just reminded me of when when Bill Burr talked about how <laughs> how racists put the fuck before the name and yes. black guys put it after yes. and we should yes. we should think about putting it after yeah. so you know yeah. I mean, when he's like i was this fucking chinese guy comes in like hey 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 yeah. hey hey, what are yeah. you doing wait a minute <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah black guy yeah. tell him the same story this chinese motherfucker comes in you're like well, yeah. what's going on yeah. I, what did this yeah. chinese motherfucker do i would like yeah. to know <laughs> yeah i'd like to know yeah. <laughs> that's what it made me think of you want to you want to say this french motherfucker <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> instead of this fucking french guy this fucking frenchman yeah it's 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 the whitey and then like the, the following scene Chuck yeah, we cut to my mom and warehouse. dad square dancing yeah it made me think of your mom and dad square dancing right away and i just wonder what was the point of that scene because he I, walks I, into dude, his I don't warehouse know. and there's a bunch of people square dancing he's like oh i'm looking for such and such and they're but like no but oh, a, a bunch, bunch means there's eight people in a collar like there's one square yeah, yeah that's true there's not really a bunch <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's eight of them, square so dancing clubs. Fuck. Yeah, you're basically all you're you're basically almost at the minimum. You get eight people, two couples, <laughs> you know, that make the four uh, that make the four corners of the square. And, and then there's and he's like, like uh, Chuck walks in is like, uh, is uh, Doggo here? Yeah, and like, oh yeah, he's out back. I'm like, okay, thanks. What uh, kind of fucking terrorist organization? operates out of the back of a fucking square dancing club like it's 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 fucking shocking it like takes me completely out of the movie and he goes me back out. and he's got frog from best of the west and a guy that looks like <laughs> cowboy bob orton fucking leaning against the wall cowboy and bob now, orton is chuck norris's brother oh is that aaron that's Aaron Norris. He is the stunt coordinator for the movie, and he's in it as that fucking guy. Oh, and the the fuck. main guy, the the frog or whatever his name is, I, I always think of him as the the coroner's assistant from Silence of the Lambs. Oh yeah, or uh, or um, the thief in uh, Conan, Conan the Destroyer. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. that guy's that guy's amazing, man. He actually was in a lot of fucking TV, and the the dude knows comedy well. But he does you know, know they've got him well. in here as kind of like the uh the the bean counter the bookkeeper for the terrorist school and they have it reminded me dude it reminded me of blazing saddles because they start asking him questions like hey you fucking uh you got you behind on your alimony and i was like you wanted to be a terrorist like what these questions don't even fucking relate to uh what, what you're looking for like they're asking questions like let's make sure this guy's of uh you know what's your sound favorite color strong moral fiber yeah what's your favorite color yeah, did, you, did you get any warrants did you ever do anything bad like it's uh if, if you were an animal what kind of animal would you be sir what kind of animal would you be a penguin slide your Ooh, ass out of here i like it that uh i should say that actor's name is tracy walter Yes. So I wanted to just give him a shout out because I've seen him in a ton and he's awesome. I forget his name every time. Like every time I see him, I look his name up and I forget. But he's the a, dude is yeah. super talented, man. Super talented. I don't know if you listen to the rewatchables, but the the Ringer Network has a show called the rewatchables. And they go through categories of movies when they talk about them. And one of the categories is uh, the best that guy award. And it's. Oh, really? Yeah, it's awesome because it's, you know, it's, oh, that guy. 
and nobody knows their name, but he's in everything. So he's a perfect that guy because I never remember that his name is Tracy Walter. That is amazing. Yeah, yeah that's so, awesome. Yeah, if you don't listen to The Ringer, you should. Go listen to that after you listen to this because we're awesome too. And that concludes part two of the podcast. Come back tomorrow for part three. If you'd like to get the entire podcast on Sunday night, you can go to patreon.com slash you have offended this podcast. Patrons get the full show Sunday night without any ads. If you don't want to become a patron, you can go to offendedpodcast.com. Buy some merch there. That'll get you something cool to wear and rep the podcast you know you love. And we get a bit of money, too, to help us keep the lights on here. Please follow us on social media at Twitter. We're at YHOTP. On Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube, just search You Have Offended This Podcast. You can interact with us there. Leave us your favorite movies, your favorite scenes, any questions you have, anything like that. We'd love to hear from you. Please rate and review us wherever you download your podcasts. Ratings and reviews really help us, particularly on iTunes if you could. That would be awesome. Make sure to tell your friends, family, loved ones, and hated ones about this podcast. More listens mean more downloads means it's better for everybody. So thanks very much for helping. Come back tomorrow for part three, and we will be back in your ears very soon.